And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Today, well, we're so excited that you're here. I want to welcome those of you that are joining us online today for our family Christmas worship service. Um, you may remain seated, and uh, Wes will share with us throughout the uh, time today the moments where we can stand. But our heart is that, uh, that you uh, receive all that Jesus wants for you this holiday season. Would you join me in an opening prayer today? Father, we love you so much. Father, thank you for the amazing gift of your son that you've sent to us. Lord, today as we come together and as we worship, Lord, let us be reminded of all that you've done for us in our lives. And Lord, may we respond in gratefulness to all that you've done through our worship today. In Jesus' name.
person that you're socially distant from this morning say, Merry Christmas. so long Christmas well I've been waiting all year for you to get here and I can't take another second can't you hear me begging hurry up Santa Claus here's my number just in case old Rudolph gets lost I sure wouldn't mind if you're early this time so come on come on come on Christmas Sidewalk, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Children smiling, people passing, meeting smile after smile. And on every street corner, you will hear. Silver bells, silver bells. It's Christmas time in the city. Ring a ling, hear the ring. Soon it will be Christmas day. Santa's big scene And above all the 
Worship band. Great job, guys. Mr. Gary Bryant.
I love Christmas. Do you love Christmas? I love Christmas music. I love all the lights. I love all the excitement. I love all the, uh, I don't always love the traffic, um, but I just, I, I love how it just, it brings our attention, uh, first of all, back to Jesus. It always just brings us focus. It brings us back to family and friends and and all that sort of stuff. But, I, you know, I love all the different types of Christmas music. Do you? There's just all kinds of stuff out there. We listen to the radio. We love to sing carols and things. But this morning, I, I want you to help me, okay? I want you to participate. I want you to help me uh, go through a classic Christmas song, all right? Um, so this is what, I, this is what we're going to do. And my, my prime timers, like, you, you've done this with me before. Um, but we're going to do the 12 days of Christmas. But this is the thing. It's not just going to be me singing the 12 days of Christmas, but it's going to be you helping me portray the 12 days of Christmas. So this is how it's going to work. We have six sections across here this morning. So we're going to number you. We're number one over here. But if you're number one, all right, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six. All right, y'all can count. I'm so excited. All right? This is the this, we have six sections, but we have 12 days. Guess what? You get to do two days. <laughs> so we're also, you're also number seven, number eight, number nine, number 10, 11, and 12. And this is how it's going to work. We're going to sing, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. But this is it. We're not just going to sing it. I need section one. I want you to give me your best interpretation of what a partridge in a pear tree is. Okay? So when you get to your thing, you got to stand up and be a partridge in a pear tree, whatever that may be. You know, I have all different interpretations, all right? So we're going to do a partridge. Let me just practice. A partridge. Y'all got to stand up. Come on. Come on. I, I know all of y'all are going to do better than day one here. All right, here we go. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. Okay, you're going to get another chance to do it again, all right? On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me, here we go, two turtle doves. Where's my turtle doves? Here we go. And a partridge. Yeah, y'all going to be doing a lot of singing over here. (laughs) Here we go. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French hens. Here we go. Two turtle doves. Here we go. And a partridge in a pear tree. Y'all can think of it. Here we go. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds. My calling birds. Here we go. Three French hens. Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear. There we go. Come on. Here we go. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Here we go. Five golden rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, there we go. All righty. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me, here we go, six geese laying. All right, we'll some laying some eggs. Here we go. And five golden rings, four calling birds, 
three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. All right, we got now. We got all back here on the seventh day of Christmas. My true love gave to me seven swans a swimming. Here we go. <laughs> Six geese a laying, five golden rings. There we go. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Where are we on? Number eight. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming. Six geese a lane, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go. On the ninth day, here we go, day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine ladies dancing, all right, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me ten lords a-leaping. Yeah, whatever that is, there we go. <laughs> Nine ladies dancing, and some few men too. Seven swans a-swimming, six... Wait, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh, here we go. Eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Here we go. On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 11 pipers piping, 10 lords a-leaping, 9 ladies dancing, 8 maids a-milking, 7 swans a-swimming, 6 geese a-laying, 5 golden rings, 4 calling birds, 3 French hens, Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Yes, all right. Here we go. Last time. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve drummers drumming. Here we go. Eleven pipers piping. Ten lords a-leaping. Nine ladies dancing. Eight maids a-milking. Seven swans a swimming. Here we go. Six geese a laying. Here we go. Last time. Come on, do a big five golden rings. Four calling birds. Three French hens. Two turtle doves. Here we go. And a partridge in a Hand. All right.
right. I, okay, I, I think we're supposed to be something happening behind me when all that was going on. But let's, we're going to welcome our, our great job. Great job. Um, we're going to welcome our youth, uh, Thrive Youth Readers Theater uh, at this point. Hello, we are Daniel 318, and today we are going to be performing our Reader's Theater titled Counting Sheep. Those who walked in darkness have seen a great light. They once lived in the shadows of death, but now a glorious light has dawned. Isaiah 9-2, Fields Outside of Bethlehem. Papa, it's almost bedtime. Can you tell us the story of the angels and when Jesus was born? Again? But you were all there. Please! Hey, where's Deborah? Uh, probably checking the animals. Sorry, I was getting our cousin Nathan to take care of the flocks. How did you pull that off? He hates taking care of the animals. I made a deal. What deal? If Nathan will take care of the animals, then we will buy from his new food cart. What's he peddling now? Hot dogs. He's going to call it Nathan's Famous Hot Dogs. It'll never work. I prefer Hebrew Nationals. <laughs> All right, well, now that we're all here, do you want to hear the angel story again? Yes, Papa. None of us will ever forget that night. Well, okay then. Sit here and I'll tell it again. It all started one night, right after dinner. Looks like Papa's sleeping again. Your father works hard taking care of the sheep every night. I was not sleeping. I was resting my eyes. Papa and I have the hardest job around. Taking care of sheep? Yeah. Every night when we go to our post, we are handed a clipboard and we must complete the nightly inventory. And what makes that so hard? Well, it's hard to not feel sleepy <sighs> when you're counting sheep. One sheep... Two sheep, three. I'm sorry, Papa. I'll try not to snore tonight while you're out there counting the sheeps. You mean sheep, honey? Yep, there's lots of sheeps out there to count. Oh, never mind. Okay, it's time to recite God's word. Again? It's the same old thing, night after night. What is? It's the same readings every night. Same as last week, last month, last year. So? God has forgotten about us. It has been more than 400 years since God gave a message through a prophet. Hold your tongue, young lady. God has not forgotten about us. Did Yahweh forget about our ancestors while they were in bondage in Egypt? No! God raised up Moses, a great deliverer for his chosen people. Even now, God is raising up a deliverer, a Messiah. Yeah, a Messiah. Papa, what's a Messiah? The Messiah is the one God will use to set his people free. As it says in the fifth book of the Torah, Devarim, Moses continued, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your fellow Israelites. You must listen to him. We must put our faith in God, even when we're struggling to understand his plan. A Messiah with Romans in charge? Wait, wait, I remember what comes next. Can I tell it? Can I tell it? Why don't we all tell it? Then suddenly... An angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God, and we were all terrified. Ah! 
But a beautiful angel reassured us, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone, everywhere. For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you, and he is the Messiah. You find a baby wrapped in shirts of cloth and lying in a feeding trough. Then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and good hope given to the sons of men. And just like that, the angels were gone. Hey, why would God send angels to tell about the Messiah to lowly shepherds? Wouldn't God send tell the priests or the kings in palaces? Lowly shepherds? Oh, what about Abraham? And Jacob. Moses and King David! The Lord is my shepherd. Forever carrying us in his arms. And then, we were there. God had led us to his son. The Messiah. The anointed one. The chosen one. Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, our Savior. And we all stood there, speechless, for what seemed like forever. What were you thinking, Mira? I love seeing babies born, even our little lambs. And here was the Lamb of God. It was just like the angel had said. A baby wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a feeding trough. But Papa, why was the baby Jesus sleeping in a donkey's dish? Because, Mira, just like the animals go to the feeding trough to satisfy their physical hunger, the Messiah came to satisfy our spiritual hunger. I went from having no faith that night to having an immense hope. I'm excited to see what God has in store for all who believe. God's presence was so real. Many had longed and dreamed to see what we saw that night. And you, Reuben? Jesus is a fulfillment of all of God's promises. He was born of the house of David in the city of David. Jesus is the promised king, the Messiah. And even though it was so hard to leave, we shared the good news with everyone we saw. We told them what the angel had said, that God had chosen us, lowly shepherds, to bring the good news. We were God's first missionaries. Everyone was astonished at what we told them. Jesus is indeed Emmanuel, God with us. We know our lives will never be the same. The shepherds returned to their flock, ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified him for all they had heard and seen for themselves. Just like the angel had said, Luke 2, 20. of a sunrise, in the rainbow after a storm, through signs and wonders, promises and dreams. He showed his love through the law, through judges and prophets and kings, through floods, famines, furnaces, and fish. He parted the waters, led nations to new lands, closed the mouth of lions, and rain down fire from heaven. But in all that he had done, we still did not understand the great mystery of his love. So he did something we never imagined. 
in the silence, he was preparing us. The world awakened to the very presence of God. On a quiet night in Bethlehem, the earth shook with a heavenly host, announcing the good news that would change the course of eternity. God's only Son, perfect and holy, would come down to dwell among us. But how would he come? A brave warrior like Joshua? A triumphant king like David? A bold prophet like Elijah? No, in God's infinite kindness, he chose a humble baby, our infant God, here with us. This is the mystery of Christmas. And now our hearts are bursting with joy. Like the star that scattered its light across the night sky, our voices ring out in praise. We join with the angels and sing. This divine gift of God, asleep on the hay, has come. A gift of love for you and for me. What a glorious mystery. Yeah.
ever think about the scene Christmas night so long ago? Not the scene in Bethlehem, but in heaven as she stared down on earth below and knew that what was about to take place in a stable that night would rescue the whole human race. Then all the angels turned their heads to watch the son step off his throne and walk towards his father, knowing he would soon be alone. As Christ approached the Almighty, both their faces fell, and as Mary labored, the father whispered, Go, bring me glory, my son. Farewell. Christ handed over his robe and his crown, his holy glory. This he would drown, for if any human were to see it, they would fall face down, unable to stand. But this was not God's plan. Instead, God would send his son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, to be born and live like one in poverty, reflecting the exact heart condition of you and of me. He would look like a man, live like a gypsy, and we would scoff at him, not listening to his plea that he is the only answer to a life lived eternally. God was sending his son to die and would watch as he was crucified. And though I can't imagine sending my child into the hands of angry men, the father had an eternal perspective that kept him steadfast to the end. As labor pains increased, the final parting grew nearer, and the tunnel from heaven to Bethlehem grew ever more clearer. I know there are no tears in heaven, but surely this once, they made an exception. As Christ put on a cloak of humanity ready to be birthed, Mary gave one final push, and Emmanuel, God with us, came to earth. As he grew, people marveled that a boy seemed so connected to the heart of the Father, something no one expected. And he grew in wisdom and in stature, and the favor of God and man was captured by a young boy who at age 12 was already a pastor. When the sinful woman came carrying a jar of expensive perfume, the Pharisees stared accusingly and didn't give her room to reach the one who didn't see her sin, when all he needed was to be let in. And she knew it too. I know I need him. And you? And you? A new woman, she left there with his name on her lips, and her job was to share her rescue to the tips of the earth. You see, the reason for her liberation and redemption was not just for freedom, but so that she would lengthen the fame of his name. Wouldn't you know that we, sinful people too, share the same job as this woman? Yes, me, and yes, you. Christ continued to confuse brother after brother. That's because man thinks one thing, but God thinks another. People thought he was the Messiah, the prophesied one come home, born to redeem the people from the tyranny of Rome. But Jesus came not to rescue one generation from their dreadful oppression, but to rescue all nations from our sinful condition. As Christ approached his final hours, he didn't ride a glamorous horse fit for a king, but instead the shameful cross rode him all the way to Calvary. And he had to die because blood had to be shed to rescue you and me from a life lived dead. And he would do it again and again. But will he need to? No, never again. Death done once. Blood shed for all. Satan is crushed. Time for his curtain call. And the Lord will again be sent back to the earth, but not as a baby ready to be birthed, 
No, the clouds will roll back and the Lord will descend as the conquering king who has no end. With a cry of command, the trumpet will sound. Redemption complete. The lost are now found. Satan defeated and locked forever away. We are brought home. What a glorious day. So let's not forget the reason for the cradle and the reason for the tree. It's the redemption of man and God's ultimate glory. May we not live another Christmas the same but may we forever live for the fame of his name. In light of our own redemption story, may our lives be our worship, and to him be the glory. Christmas. It's such, again, just such a beautiful time of year, and, and we've kind of shared in the, the happiness and the joyousness and the, all the fun so far this morning. Um, but Christmas also many times can bring other emotions and other feelings, because when we begin to think about family and we think about loved ones that are no longer with us, and I know that Many of you been, have been touched this year by loss, and this Christmas, these holidays are a little bit different. I know that it's touched my family, and I know others uh, here this morning, and, and so Christmas can bring about uh, some of those tough times. So I'm so thankful that our Lord, he's the Lord of peace, and he brings comfort, and he brings peace, and, and I know that... Uh, also, when family's away, maybe you're not going to be able to see them this, this week, or um, they may be in the military, or for whatever reason, they may be apart from you, uh, and might stir up feelings. And, and this song is, is just to do that, to give you hope and peace this morning. It's okay that sometimes Christmas makes us cry.
come home and say a prayer for those who spend this time alone. Cause love can reach out into a silent night. And that's why Christmas makes me cry. Tears of thankfulness. Let's sing this morning. Let's stand together and let's just celebrate our Savior. We celebrate His coming and and uh, let's just sing a sing a few songs we know this morning.
Come to Bethlehem and see Christ whose birth the angels sing. Come adore on bended knee, Christ the ago when the shepherds and the wise men and all of creation saw a star and they came and they they bowed and humbled themselves to a lowly manger because they believed that he was the Messiah he was the one and I love that Christmas, is that's what it's about. It's about just humbling ourselves and worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the one who redeems and saves and gives hope. And so this morning, I want us to be like those shepherds, like those wise men, like the angels, that knelt at the manger of Jesus and worshiped him, knowing who he was, knowing who he is, and know, knowing that what he was going to do for this world. Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepen? We do. But do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from getting through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? We do. Is all creation groaning? It is. But is a new creation coming? It is. Is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst? It is. Oh, it is. And is it good that we remind ourselves of this? It is. Oh, is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? 
Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? For he's a line of Jude who conquered the grave. He is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory? Is he worthy of this? Oh, he is. Oh, yes, he is. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Does the Father truly love us? He does. Does the Spirit move among us? He does. Oh, and does Jesus, our Messiah, hold forever those who love? He does. Does our God intend?
so worthy, so worthy. So worthy, so worthy, Jesus. So worthy, so worthy, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty reigns.
just want you to take this moment in this attitude of worship and I want you to picture who Jesus is to you. What He's brought you out of. Where your life was before you came to a knowledge and a belief in Jesus. Lord, You are holy. And Lord, you are worthy of our praise. But Father, today as we come before you and as we sing some Christmas songs and we think about you and your awesomeness in our life, Lord, let us never forget the real reason for this season. Father, you sent your Son sent your son to die on a cross so that we may have life but not just life but Lord life more abundantly so Father this morning we thank you and we love you it's in your precious son's name Would you be seated for just a few moments? I want to share just something, a thought, thought in my heart this morning about Christmas time and I think what it means for us, what it means for God, our Father, as He looks down upon us. You know, one of my fondest memories as as a father was back when my three kids were smaller, they were younger and on Christmas morning if your home is anything like our home when you had kids in the house, Christmas started very early (laughs) 3 o'clock in the morning 4 o'clock in the morning the kids would come running into the room just excited and energized and it's Christmas, it's Christmas and And we'd get us parents just kind of rolling out of the bed and there was just something about about that moment of walking into the living room and it's dark outside, there's not a lot of light in 
the living room, the tree is lit and the presence under the tree and you can just you can just see the reflection of the lights on the paper on all of the presents that are there and you know as a father being able to observe my kids and just the excitement that was on their face and the glow that was there as they saw all these presents under the tree with their names written on them and and the moments of them beginning to grab the presents and and if your kids are anything like my kids just ripping them apart to get down to what it is the gift what is going to be our gift today there's just something as a father in that moment in that experience that I will forever cherish for the rest of my life and I think that the reason for me that I cherish that is because as a kid one day Christmas the joy of Christmas was all about what I could receive but but then as a father and as you know as a parent the Christmas begins to shift and be less about what we get and more about what we get to give. And I think about that moment and I think about watching my kids and one of the, the truest joys of that moment is to be able to give a gift that says to your children that I know you and I love you that I know you and I love you. And I just remember the joy that I would feel deep within my soul in those moments after the presents were opened and the kids would come and they would crawl into my lap and they'd put their arms around me and, and they'd say, thank you, Daddy, that I love it, but I love remember that moment if you have kids that moment that that they show true appreciation of the thoughtfulness and the sacrifice that went into the gifts that you gave it was a moment that as parents and as a parent myself that I just I felt like my kids they got it like they got what the moment was all about, that it wasn't just about what was there, but it was about the relationship between a parent, between a father and the child. And sometimes I wonder, I wonder that if God, our Father, looks down in moments like these in our lives with a similar perspective and maybe even a similar desire of a response from us as his children. You know, there's a verse in Psalm that King David shares, and I think that it really goes to the heart of the type of response that God our Father desires of us because of the gift of his Son that he's given to each in every one of us. David says this in Psalm chapter 9, verse 1. He says, I will give thanks to you, Lord. 
And I love that word will because there's, there's this determination that it doesn't really matter what the circumstances are. It doesn't matter what I'm going to face in my life that I have determined deep within my heart, David says, that I am going to thank you, Lord. And he says, I'm going to do this not just with part of me, not just the, the parts of me that I'm willing to give, but he says that I'm going to do it with all of my heart from the depth of who I am, that I'm, I'm all in, God, I'm devoted to you, that I'm going to thank you, that I'm going to love you. And, and I love this part, the second part of this verse, because it makes me think of my childhood and Christmas Day. But he says, I will tell all your wonderful deeds. Not just am I going to thank you with all of my heart, but I'm going to go tell everybody about these wonderful deeds. Do you remember? You remember that Christmas morning and you opened the gift and, and it was what you were hoping that you would, you would get and, and you were thankful and you showed appreciation, but then you went out into the neighborhood and all your friends, you had to tell them what you got and you had to show off your toys and your gifts and and I think that I think that when we look at Christmas and we look at this time of the year I think that the Father desires of all of us that no matter where we are in our journey with Him that we recognize we recognize this incredible gift that he has given us. And that in that recognition that, that we never get to the point as some children do on Christmas Day that we, we receive the gift, but we dismiss the giver. You know, it's said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. And it's easy for us to think of that as some grandiose thing, and it is, but the reality is, is that God so loved you. God so loved you and he so loved me that he gave his one and only son that he gave the most thoughtful, the most sacrificial gift that he could give, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Friend, this morning, I think that, that God desires, that our heavenly Father desires of us that we would, that we would appreciate the thoughtfulness and the sacrifice that was made so that we could receive His Son and eternal life. And that makes me wonder that maybe that's why in Matthew 18 that Jesus felt that it was important to say that truly I tell you that unless you choose and become like little children, that you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. For in this holiday season, it's so easy for us to kind of get trapped with 
all the lights and all the glitter and all the presents and all the things that surround. But may we, this Christmas, may we respond to our Heavenly Father as a child and crawl up into His lap and to put our arms around Him and to thank Him for the most amazing, indescribable gift that could ever be given. The gift of salvation through his son. Father, we thank you for this amazing time and we thank you, God, for this amazing gift. Lord, as David prayed that he was gonna thank you with all of his heart and Father, today we do that. With all of our heart, we thank you, God, for all that you have done for us. If there's anybody here today or watching online, and maybe you're new to church, maybe, maybe you feel this disconnect between you and God, and there's just something that's stirring in your heart in this moment. I think it's important that you not leave this worship experience today without understanding that God has a better life for you. It was a life that you were created to live. It was a life that begins with one simple prayer of believing that Jesus died on a cross for you accepting that payment for your sin. And if that's you today, I want you to just, just pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me. Forgive me for living my life my way. And in this moment, I surrender to you. Come live inside of me. May I be the man or the woman that you created me to be. For it's in your precious name I pray. Amen.
today. For things with you and then we're going to sing one more song uh, before we go today. Can we give it up for our worship team and our youth today? What an amazing job. <laughs> Having been somebody behind the scenes for a long time, uh, there's a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure uh, that goes into doing something uh, like they did today. And um, their heart is to just be a blessing to you and to point us to Jesus and all that he's done in our life. And I think they've done a great job in doing that today. Listen, I want to mention a, a couple things. One is that we're going to be going into uh, seven days of prayer and fasting after the new year. And so we're a few uh, Sundays away from starting that. We've got uh, fasting guides that are out at the guest services on the table if you'd like to grab one of those, it's got some information in there about what that's going to look like uh, this year. And uh, obviously, we're having to change a few things with COVID as we're having to change everything in our life with COVID. But um, it's not going to keep us from pressing into the Lord and giving the first of our year to Him, knowing and believing that He's going to bless us in our lives because of that. And so make sure you grab one of these. Also want to mention to you that on January the 10th, we're going to be kicking off a series called This Is Us. And um, the last couple months, Andrea and I have just made it a matter of prayer, asking the Holy Spirit, what do you have for our church? What do you have for our future? And uh, we're excited January 10th to begin to roll that out over a period of several weeks and so I would encourage you that uh, be here starting January 10th, worst case scenario, if you can't tune in online, um, because I think it's going to be a time that helps you kind of get a sense too of where we're headed as a church. And the last thing I want to mention before we um, receive our offering is um, that uh, every Christmas we do what's called a legacy offering. This is new for us as a church um, as we're coming into the holidays. And the legacy offering is all about trying to accelerate the vision that God has for our church. And so this Christmas, um, our offering is going to our kids and youth area as a way for us to be able to address some things on that side of the building so that as we begin to start coming into the new year and as people began to get more comfortable to come back and to worship, uh, that we're ready to rock and roll. And our, our kind of motto with the kids is we want to reach them before we have to rescue them. We want to reach them before we have to rescue them. 
And uh, I want to ask you to partner with Andrea and I and to, to sow something this um, December into that legacy offering as we begin to pour into our kids and teens in 2021. Well, I want to read a, a quick verse real quick that's found in Matthew chapter 6. And it says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You know, when it comes time to, to worship the Lord and our tithes and offerings, you know, I think that oftentimes in our lives, we get those priorities out of balance. And we tend to, to seek things and seek things that we want and we desire. And what the Lord says to us is that if we will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that all these other things in our life, they begin to fall in place and to work out. And so my encouragement to you in this holiday season and really in your journey with the Lord is that when it comes to our finances, that as David said in Psalm 9, that we're going we're gonna to thank the Lord with all of our heart, that oftentimes our finances kind of get pushed off to the side and we'll thank the Lord with every other area but that. But what if we as a church thank the Lord with all of our heart and we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, how might the Lord be able to work through us to impact people's lives this next year. There'll be ways, if you're watching online, you'll see some links to be able to click on for online giving. If you're here in person, uh, you can give online as well, or there's black boxes that are on the walls. As you exit, you can put your uh, offerings in there. Well, let's stand today and let's sing one more time. And um, let's sing with all of our heart Let's join in with this chorus behind me and let's worship the Lord one more time before we go. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Glad tidings we bring to you and your King. Glad wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Come on, sing it out. We wish you. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We love you, Evangel. Merry Christmas. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. 
We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.